Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me tremendous pleasure to welcome in Austin Beaumont. This man is a miracle worker. He is one of the two top blind archers in the United States, a bodybuilder that has won fifth place in a major bodybuilding event in June of this year. I actually met him at Gold's Gym in 2006 and was amazed to watch him work out like there's no problem. He didn't even need to see the machines. He also produces bumpers for radio shows. He had his own radio show on an FM channel in Taiwan. He's an amazing man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Austin Beaumont to It's Rainmaking Time. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi. You are so multi-talented, and it seems as though you're non-phased about the fact that you can't see through your eyes. How come you're able to do so many things like it's no big deal? You know, uh, th- that's a challenge. You you know, everybody who turned into blind, you know, because I, I, I turned into blind it's an accident when I was 22 years old. So, you know, you need to spend a lot of time to figure out everything. That's it. And how old are you now? Well, that's a secret for the, <laughs> for the old man, for very old man. I'm 50, actually. Don't say you're old, because I'm 51. And if you're telling me you're old at 50, it means I'm ancient at 51. <laughs> so really, for 28 years, you've been dealing with this challenge. Talk a little bit about your accident in Taiwan. What happened? It's a auto accident in 1982. Um I lost my two eyeball and the two finger on my left hand and broken my jaw and uh, a lot of burning on my chest and face. So, you know, and uh, my eardrum also broken both ears. So I have over 12 or 13 surgery during that time to fix everything <laughs> So and 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 when 1995, UCLA, I also uh, did two or three ways, three different surgery to uh, trying to uh, recover my hearing. So you know I have a lot of surgery after the accident in ten years. That's a seemingly impossible challenge with everything that you just described. Well, yes. <laughs> what did your parents say when this happened? When I was very, very young, they divorced. So actually, you know, they, they are not live with me during that time. So I don't know what did they think. I really don't know. Did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have a, one young brother and one old sister and one old brother. Uh, but they are they are not all live with me because my sister and my brother is in Hong Kong during that time, and my young brother is boarding in the school. He's the only one uh, came to the hospital and see me. Were you scared? You know, be honest. Um, it's really scared and uh, really frustrated. You know, I'm lying down on the bed and. Uh, I do nothing, and uh, when I know I've lost my eye, it's really frustrating. It, it's uh, unbelievable, you, you, you know, uh, when you lost everything uh, like that. 
but somebody was taking care of you. People were taking care of you in the hospital. And how was your rehabilitation into life? Okay, here's a short story. Back to 1975, I met a girl. Uh, I was 15 years old. You know, we, we know each other and we like each other. And, you know, um, we're just very, very good friend, best friend. And uh, we play together and we read together, study together, everything. She she loved read books and I love read books. So a lot of time even we stay together and very quiet, but, you know, uh, we are together. And after accident, she trying to stay with me, but... You know, um, I turned into disability, so uh, i hiding myself. She lost my contact information and, you know, trying to find me. But anyway, you know, uh, after two years, 1984, that's after my accident, um, I started my uh, recording business in 1984. Where were you? Were you in Taiwan? Yeah, still in Taiwan, Taipei. But, you know, I changed my name, so i hiding from her. And, uh, you know, because uh, I, I love her very much, but I know uh, there is no chance. I think, you know, I think there's no chance we can get together. So I'm just uh, trying to avoid any chance I can get together with her. Just feel, for her, I, I think it's not fair, you know. So I spend 100% time on the business. Everything I'm recording, I, I'm working like a 20 hour per day <laughs> and spend a lot of time uh, writing and editing and everything. How do you do that without the ability to see what you're doing? How did you learn to use the equipment without your eyes? Before my accident, actually, I already involved uh, recording business. I did recording in several different studios in Taiwan and Hong Kong. So in 1984, 85, when <clears throat> the new recording studio building, I just spent like maybe, you know, one or two days, you know, because I have very good memorized. So I don't think that's uh, difficult to me. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Today, you're one of the top archers in the country. You know, actually, I don't want to say I'm top, but, but, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but I... <laughs> you're definitely one of them. You know, because um, not much blind archer in the world. Only, I will say, maybe 15 blind archer. Uh, America, if you want to count who eligible to, to shoot without a vision, America only two. One is a female. Uh, she, her name is uh, Janice. I'm the only male blind archer. So it, just what I say, if you search Google uh, my name, uh, you can see you know, a lot of information there, even the video. We, we're shooting in the Pasadena Arroyo Park uh, every Saturday. Who taught you how to shoot once you didn't have the sight to do it? Oh, I have to say this. In the very beginning, uh, when you're starting to shoot for a blind, you need a spotter. Spotter can help you, tell you uh, where's the target, and you need to study how to hold a bow, how to pull a string. And after that, there's a tattoo. That's a standard uh, setup, a tattoo. So your bow hand touch on the tattoo. So in competition or real shooting, 
is not allow a spotter tell you where the target and how to shoot. Everything you have to do by your own. Do you have a coach? Yes, I have a coach. Michael. Michael is my coach. And how does a coach work with somebody who doesn't see the target? <laughs> well, the best answer is uh, uh, I think you need to interview uh, Michael. Burnham. Michael is the uh, Royal Archer Club president. But now he is the advanced class coach. And I think I'm the only one to teach how to shoot. But, you know, it's a little bit complicated. You know, he, he have to, using the uh, body language, uh, trying to describe uh, the position. So I will say maybe if you like, you can talk to Michael. I used to be a tournament tennis player. And when you actually have to show somebody what to do when you're teaching, which is a separate thing, you can sometimes hold their body and move their hand or their arm so they feel what it's like, what it should feel like to do yes. something. And I would imagine there's that kind of transfer in archery as well. That's what I say, body language. How long have you been the bodybuilder? Because you are in great shape. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You might don't believe it. 2001 or 2002, I think. Uh, one day I went to the Sims Club. And, you know, they have a free blood pressure test machine there. And, uh, you know, I just for fun and then test and then, wow, you know, I have a real high blood pressure, like um, 120 and 180, like that. I told my friend and all my friends say, oh, you got to go to doctor and you need to take medicine or whatever. So I started training myself on 2003. I bought some equipment to my home and then uh, trying to little by little train. And then 2006, I went to Ghost Gym. Uh, some friends introduced me there. So I found eating proper and uh, workout proper. You know, my blood pressure is to go down and go down. I remember I went to the doctor every year, the regular check. My pressures go down to 65, I think, 65 and uh, 80-something. I don't remember. Did you have a coach at Gold's Gym, or did you have a bodybuilding coach at all? Yeah, in the very beginning, I have a one, uh, Jesse. Uh, but he not spend too much time on me because I need to spend more time to figure out everything. So I think he teach me one month. Yeah, you're in fantastic shape. Do you think that... The fact that you don't have sight that you are developing a sixth sense, that you have this ability to read energy. Do you think that that's possible? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. What's your sense, though, of yourself? You know, uh, sometimes maybe sen very sensitive uh, for some part, but sometimes no. For example, like to some people, maybe pretty sensitive, you can feel they have a negative feeling, they have a positive feeling, uh, even they talk regularly or they talk nice. doesn't matter they, what kind of conversation. You can sense the negative or positive, but sometimes none. I don't know why. Have you ever wanted to give up your life? I don't know. Did you when you first had your accident? The accident is a bad story. I want to say this. 
a lot of the time I avoid to think about it. You know, it's, it's very painful. So I will say this to all the people who has uh, good health, even you have a little, you know, problem, maybe a little sick or whatever, you know, trying to avoid everything negative and keep yourself positive. This is a very important who is a bodybuilder or who trying to have a really good life. Positive and keep yourself always happy. So I like uh, uh, read some joke or listen to joke. Make yourself in really good condition. Are you still working out at Gold's Gym? Oh, yeah. Every, uh, now I work uh, five days a week. Really? Do you switch off and do different body parts each day? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I work out uh, Sunday to Thursday in uh, uh, upper, lower part, upper, lower part, and arm. You know, uh, every day is different. Do you walk to the gym? No, I'm too far. Uh, I'm living in Arcadia I, uh, every morning. Uh, you know, I, win, I, I, I go to the, the gym 6 o'clock in the morning. Good for you. Yeah, and then I finish like uh, 7.30. That's a long time. I bet there's a lot of people in the gym. Uh, you know. <laughs> Do you find that you're waiting for machines or not really? No, 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 no. Because I'm slow motion. I have to be very careful. That's great. Yeah, you see, when you lost your sight, you need to... Uh, you need to slow and very careful. Don't hurt yourself. That, that's uh, number one purpose, right? Absolutely. Did you end up forgiving the person who hit you in the car? Uh, the guy's died already. He did? You know, because it's a big truck. Hit my small car uh, during that time. And, you know, it's on the freeway. And uh, he, he lost the brake and hit to this line. I go north, he went to the south, and I don't know why he lost the brake and, and, and it hit to this line. But, you know, lucky I didn't die, and he died. <laughs> Shocking destiny point, isn't it? Has your accident, and therefore the challenge of your last 20-plus years, made you question life or made you more spiritual? Well, uh, let me say this way. Um, every individual life has... Uh, a lot of story. Uh, to me, you know, because I like challenging stuff. But to me, you know, because this is unexpected. You see, when you turn into blind and turn into disability, everything almost challenged. For example, even you're trying to have a cup of water, trying to fold your eyes, how do you know the water is uh, full and not spill out. Absolutely. And how did you put the toothpaste on the toothbrush? You know, you're going to spend maybe one month to learn to do this stuff. So everything's challenged. So to me, uh, in the very beginning, I told you, it's a really frustrating. I even trying to suicide because I lost too much. But now, to me, I think it's a challenge. It's a fun. Uh, you know, sometimes you do something and you're trying to get some result or solve the problem. Just what I said, you know, keep yourself positive and just see this is a game or maybe this is a, a challenge. 
you know, trying to get some result. When you really solve the problem, you think, oh, you know, you got a really happy feeling, and you think this is uh, another success. Doesn't matter, you know, it's a small stuff. Do you have any fears? Do I have a what? Do you have any fears? Are you afraid of anything? Or do you ever get afraid of anything? Walking around, going out in the public? Afraid everything, I will say yes. Because you're afraid uh, something danger or something maybe hurt you. So that's why you have to be very careful. Slow and careful and make sure everything and then do it. You can say, you don't pray anything, but it's right. Yes and no. Actually, I pray everything, so that's why I'm very careful. That's very honest of you. Do you go out socially very much? Not much. You know, because uh, the transportation. Uh, if I have an audition, I go out. If I have a meeting or like, uh, you know, sometimes they have some, uh, like a show, event, yeah, I go. You do bumpers for radio, don't you? Actually, you know what? Um, believe it or not, I spend like 80% of my time on computer. Wow. Yes. Do you have a lot of friends in Taiwan and China that you're in communication with now? Not really. You know, because I'm trying to... Let me say this way, you know, because I have uh, so much thing to do. So I don't want to say I uh, limit my uh, friendship, but I'm pretty wide open. If anyone want to talk to me, if I have time, I will say yes. But, you know, even we go to dinner or lunch, I like people talk to me and listen what their story or tell me something. You know, that, that's another life, right? Right. What are your dreams now? At this time in your life, at 50? Dream? Hmm. I will say if one day I can recover my vision. <laughs> that's my big dream. <laughs> do you think it's possible? Oh, that's another long story. You know, do you know why I came to America? No. Uh, there is a doctor called Dobell. He died in 2004, I think. In 1967. He started Bionic Eye. So if you see, uh, there is a TV show called Seven Million Dollars Men. Right. The idea is from him. In 1991, wait, 1990, I think, I, I came to America. I tried to find some information like that. In 2000, I got a one people who has that surgery. They using the camera through the computer and then transfer the signal to the brain. And the guy told me what he saw the image and described to me how does he walk into the market. But the problem is the resolution is too low, way, way too low. And all of my friends say, wait, just keep waiting until the technology really succeeds. So I'm waiting. Well, it's 2010, almost 2011. I imagine it will be much better. You know, too bad. I told you, uh, Dobell died in 2004. So sounds like the technology is just stuck there. 
And now they have uh, a cheat for bionic eye. It's only for the people who has eyeball. But the problem is I don't have an eyeball. So there's different technology. Got it. Very, very interesting. How do you deal on the computer, though? Oh, my computer can talk. There's a program, screen reader program called JAWS, J-A-W-S. So all of your emails talk to you? Yes. It's an operating system assistance uh, program. Not just only read an email, uh, read everything on the computer. Just, you know, just think about it, just like a regular computer, and uh, read everything on the screen. How are you working now? Is your primary work in acting or also in doing bumpers for radio, or what is your primary work now? No, actually, I'm retired. The acting job and the program, it's uh, the part-time job. To be honest, I don't have a really much job right now, you know. Uh, there's not much opportunity for blind. <laughs> I would imagine that there's probably a way with all of your skills to expand the opportunities for yourself. I was trying to send my idea to the LATV. You know, there's an event every year. That's one chance, wonderful chance, you can send your proposal or idea to the major TV production. But maybe my prepare is not enough, so maybe next year I will do that again. And, uh, yeah, I, I am trying to create some uh, opportunity for myself. Is there a particular kind of opportunity you're looking for? Yes, I'm trying to do some TV show like uh, my story. That, that's what I'm thinking right now. So like a film or a film that goes to television? Like a film, uh, like a, yeah, like a comedy, comedy. A comedy? Yeah, a comedy. I think that's interesting. You want to take your story into comedy. Why? Seems like a drama, your story, a real life drama, serious, heartfelt drama. Let me tell you this, because I told you uh, I like positive. Right. Some part we don't we don't have to crying or make a negative or sad story and make people impressed. No, I don't like that way. I like uh, funny, but you can see some sad part. But I want to use the positive. So that's why my idea is a little bit different than the other. I'm trying to show people. Oh, maybe you think this is a funny. But what is the inside there? Let me tell you this. For example, two or three years ago, I went to a cleaning salon. And the owner, she, she knows I'm the blind, but her staff doesn't know. So every time when i coming out from the booth, the owner will uh, hold my hand and then bring me to the waiting room. But the staff doesn't know. And that day, the owner is not there. So I went out from the booth, and uh, the staff stay there. I stay there, too. And then, you know, she watched me. And then she think I watch her. And then she watched back. And then she doesn't do anything. And I thought, well, the owner maybe is not here. So I walk by myself and trying to find a chair. But I find a table. And next day, the owner told me, you know, oh, you know, uh, my staff say, you know, you watch her, so she watch her back. During that time, she doesn't know you are blind. 
So, you know, she think I just stared at her like, uh, you know, very, very mean or very... <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why she watched back. And then I say, oh, that's fine, because I didn't see her. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to me. That's wild. That's a wild story. Yeah. She'd have to be sleeping to not have tuned in, probably half asleep while she's awake. <laughs> <laughs> So your dream is to get a comedy show, use your material of your life for comedy on television. Yeah. Do you want to act in that story? Well, maybe. <laughs> have you ever thought of assisting or counseling other people that have gone blind in the early time of their blindness? Uh, there is a lot of uh, organization did that. And I think America, uh, you know, the society already did that very good. There's a blind mirror. Uh, there is a blind, oh wait, there's a branch too, there is a recording for the, uh, many different schools, they help the children or help the people who turn into blind. So I think they already did a very good job. Well, it's very, very nice of you to join us on the show today. I really feel that your life is really an incredible testimony of potential and inspiration. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking with, learning from, and listening to Austin Beaumont. You can reach him by going on YouTube. His site is called Hawaiian, H-A-I-W-E-I-L-A-N. Is that correct, Austin? Yes. And sign up, become his friend, and subscribe. He has some wonderful archery videos of himself shooting, and you can get a sense of who he is and what he's about and... I want to ask you to come back and join us on the show at a later time. And if there's anything else you'd like to share, I'd like you to call me and we'll have you back on. So thank you, Austin. Thank it's you. rainmaking time. Thank you very much.